You're listening to Courting in Color with your hosts, Shatrice and Louise. Hello and welcome back, Courting Cuties, to another episode of Courting in Color. I'm Shatrice. Hey, y'all. I'm Louise. Y'all good? <laughs> and if you know, you know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> what do the what do the youth say? I F Y. If you know, you why in I F Y K Y W. I don't know. Well, at chow. Anyway, besides being so cryptic, what have you been up to? Tell us, tell us. Oh my gosh. So it's funny because obviously I just talked to you on the phone yesterday, but I, you know, obviously I saved a couple of things for the pod. Maybe I did tell you this yesterday. No, I think I did. Um, But apparently from a couple of weeks ago, the universe heard me when I was like, I don't have any friends. Like, oh my gosh. Wait, did I tell you this yesterday or no? No, because you were like, oh, I'll tell you tomorrow. Yes. Okay. So, so random, but I've been meeting new people like left and right and kind of have been like, oh my God, I'm looking for new friends. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm looking for new friends. So (laughs) uh, it all started this past, it all started this past Friday at the holiday party. I was like talking um, to some new staff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Talking to some new staff and was introduced to some other folks. And someone was like, oh my God, you're a violin player. I need to meet. I need you to meet this person. Well, lo and behold, they took they took one class uh, a year ago with my partner. And so they kind of already knew each other and they mm-hmm. were like, oh, my God. And, you know, they were like, oh, we like, you know, we we live in um, the you know, we we, we live same in your city. city. We we live in the same city. We, we should like hang out. We should all go do theater. We sometimes get extra theater tickets. like come through. Hell and I was yeah. like. Hey, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> Here's my cell phone number. Oh, what? Like, let's list our little group chat. Y'all just let yes, me know where the free oh. tickets are. So that was good. Um, and oh, then yeah. I met I met with the other. Uh, so one of the people I work with uh, in the couple I, I work with that we met today, and they were like, "Yeah, you know, we're really looking for friends." And I'm like, "Okay, totally. Honestly, I'm looking for friends too." So like, it's kind of like weirdly, kind of like dating, right? You have to like kind of put yes. your intent out yes. there and be like, <laughs> "What okay, are your intentions? With what are your intentions? <laughs> we're looking for friends. Like, here's my number." It's just it's so weird. Yes. But I was kind of thinking like after two years of being almost two years of like being in the pandemic and spending the pandemic mm-hmm. with someone I'm like I am kind of ready and and really spending time at work right like I never really worked from home and spending time at work I'm like I am kind of ready to meet new people right like this is why I lived in a city this is why I chose to live in a city like I want to mm-hmm. I want to just start making friends and so that's really yeah. cool um Yay. I mean like and nowadays it's really difficult to like have I don't know like when we were on the mountain I was I know this didn't happen this way but in my brain like you meet <laughs> You, me, Haley, and Brian, like, got drinks every single night and, like, we're doing things. And I know that didn't happen. Spoiler, but I feel, yeah, like, it's, this is literally feel, a romanticized I, memory. Yeah, well, listen, romanticized <laughs> is my middle name. And so yes. I'm just kind of like, oh, it'd be, I know that realistically it's not, like, these new friends, like, maybe getting, you know, dinner or drinks or hanging out, like, a couple, like, if that, a couple of times a month, right? Like, people are busy sure. and have, have like, full-ass lives. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so that's fun. But then <laughs> yesterday, cute. like I just told you, I got a new iPhone. So I walk in 
And um, so I walk in and I have to like wait. And I was like, fucking damn it. There's a line at AT&T. And I, I sat down and I was like, if this hits, I walked in like maybe 6.55. I was like, if this, it was like 7.20. I'm like, if this hits 7.30, I am Belly. walking out of Belly. this Yeah, I am walking out. And then thankfully someone was like done the rail to help me out. And then this like dude comes up to me very like, not like bro energy, but kind of this like, I don't know, just kind of this like this really like very interesting energy. And I'm just like, okay, you're very, you're like a lot. And so but anyway, like we were striking up a conversation. We both graduated from the same institution. He or so we both graduated from the same institution. Uh, my graduate uh, alma mater, we both graduated from the same institution like him as a bachelor's student and me as a master's student Mm -hmm. and we overlapped a year and it's just so wild because it's like a small school not a small school but it's like in a random town in Missouri Mm -hmm. like no one really knows about it and like he lived in the town uh right by that school and like I'm sure we know people it's like such a small town in a small mm-hmm. area so it was like really weird but then also so I was like oh yeah like you know I'm partnered and like, da, 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 da. Like, oh yeah I was really is. getting it <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I was like oh my partner is like a vocal like vo- vocal like a, a musician and an opera singer da, da, da. and he's like oh does he do lessons I was like yeah like I mean he does lessons sometimes he's like oh, okay let me give you my number so like we can stay in touch so I can be connected to the so and he's like maybe we can do drinks I'm like Okay, so I guess the universe heard me. And then I talked to some yes, like random tattoo universe. artist. I talked to some random tattoo artist at the local coffee shop. And I was like, I think I know who you are. And they were like, I think I know who you are. And I was like, oh my God. I mean, that, that me. no phone numbers were exchanged in that interaction, but oh, it was yeah. like, it was like, sis. So now when I walk into this coffee shop, I, you know, I hope I get free coffee. Well, everyone will be like, no. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so that's pretty much it. Um, But I'm so happy for you for finding friends, because I think even though hashtag no new friends is a life's credo, really. Yeah. (laughs) We still have to, you know, create some space for some awesome new people to to come in. So good for you. Um, Okay, I'm what about you? I'm trying to think, what have I been doing, bitch? I have been working. I was just saying, like, when we, like, took that break, I was like, whoa, like, these weeks have been, like, so busy, but I'm over, I'm over the hump of it. And then I got down to the valley, and there was another hump right in front of me. <laughs> like, I didn't know that the upcoming weeks are going to be just as busy. This should mm. be the final busy week of the year. Well, it will be for me because a bitch is taking off. But, um, but yeah, so it's been... It's really just been me trying to keep my head on straight sure. and making sure I'm doing the things for work. Because I'll be honest, I sometimes do like these moments in work where it's like, ooh, you got to do this. Then you got to do that. And there's like mm-hmm. 10 things going Busyness, on. And there's a dance yeah. over here. And because there's stuff to do. It's stuff that I'm engaging with and I'm interested in. And I actually have some because there's so much stuff going on. I actually have some autonomy. <laughs> people, <laughs> people are, are busy. They don't care about what you're doing. Yeah. I love so, you know, I've just been able to spread my wings and fly. Um, but yes, yeah, so that's been happening. But another thing <laughs> that I've been juggling um, is <laughs> trying to put, to- I- this is all Tamara's fault, trying to put together this cookies and cocktails holiday. Oh, yay. Okay, I'm glad you're going to talk about it. Yes. Yes, yes. I'm, 
so I did a poll one of these days that I was like procrastinating on something I was actually supposed to be doing. I was like, <laughs> let me like text everybody in the area and see when they were leaving. And I mean, people are leaving truly. Today is Wednesday, Wednesday probably like starting tomorrow and like next Wednesday. Yeah. Like it's kind of it just, just depends on people's off times and exactly yeah. exactly like especially oh like if they're grad students or doc students they're yeah they're like out of here yes so alongside all the things with work so you've probably seen the most random assortment of like purchases that i've been making on amazon <laughs> because <laughs> i'm like shit i'm back at it i'm just like burning <laughs> i know car, i would yeah, yeah. through this car <laughs> But I was like, okay, so I'm going to do like, obviously the cookies and the cocktails and other people yeah. can like just bring cute little finger foods. Like it's not going to be like a whole dinner thing, but like there'll be plenty to eat. And I was like, okay, now I need to figure out my slate of cookies. But then I was like, Shatrice, you're better than that. What are your slate of desserts? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's a whole separate commitment of cooking. Yes. And so literally yesterday, I made my bourbon um, yesterday. I made the bourbon molasses cookies, which is like a spin off of a gingerbread cookie, but it's better. And then today I made the base for my Carmelitas. And then I have. I think that's fine. I'm proud of you for even attempting <laughs> to make what you are going to make. Cause I, did I tell you that I had a cookie exchange this week and I had all the intent about a cute little tin from the Dollar Tree to put the cookies in? I was going to have a Martha Stewart moment. I got to the end of the day on Sunday. The cookie exchange is Monday. Monday morning, I woke up and skirt pulled into the store to buy these $12 cookies I was telling you about oh, that's yesterday. That's what you bought that for. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. These 12, according cuties, $12. So my local co-op is amazing. Support local co-ops. But, you know, things be a little bit more expensive. Mm -hmm. And so there was these lemon, blueberry lemon cookies. Delicious. Like actually super, super Ooh, good. See, there yes, were six okay. of them for $12. <laughs> those bitches <laughs> no. were $2 each. Jesus. And so, yeah, I was like, oh, when like the vegan cookies were just half that price. I was like, I don't, really? What I don't know, and I guess though I mean, it I should guess technically, be for no butter and no fat, but. right? <laughs> and um, but I guess maybe blue because blueberries are out of season. I have no oh. idea. But wow, but that's well, and see, okay, you saying that like that's such a fancy cookie to me because I'm so <laughs> when it comes to desserts, <laughs> I'm like, bitch, chocolate or vanilla? What are we doing? Like, right, chocolate on a cake of sorts, and you're right. just kind of like exactly like we're not. Know. I don't typically deviate from my um, palate's desires here, yeah. but I was like, oh, you should do, uh, you should do a cupcake in a cup or like brownie in a cup. Have you seen those? Yes, but where am I going to get all these mugs from? Oh, true. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Dollar I saw Tree. Those <laughs> well, yes, everyone take this mug home. Um, but I think what I'm going to end up doing is the caramelitas, the bourbon molasses, peanut butter, snickerdoodle, and I'm going to do my chocolate bundt cake. And I think I'm going to do an orange spritz cookie. Ooh. And not that I really know. Well, don't say ooh, because I just found that that word, those words together. And I was like, <laughs> this sounds different than what I've what made. What spritz is the orange in the spritz or is the orange in the cookie? Oh, that's a I think it's both. I hope it's both. Oh. I don't know, but if I'm committed to like that jelly that goes in the middle. Well, okay, see, I just found those words and then oh, I saw okay, a okay. picture and then I said you later, like, oh, looks good. I will. Yeah, okay, gotcha, <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So I 
cuties more to come on what an orange spritz cookie is but basically I was just looking for something that would lighten the palate as they say Mm -hmm. on baking championship like because I have a lot of heavy chocolates and vanillas and stuff Mm. like that so anyway that's what I'm gonna try to do and I got some eggnog so we're gonna be getting some adult nog and something else going on but yeah so that's oh my gosh so at this hottie party, I commented how I had never had eggnog before. I don't fully really? know what is in eggnog. And I always automatically go to alcoholic, but that's not the case. Correct. The, case? the base eggnog itself is not alcoholic, but it's always like something that adults apparently have put rum in for. Yeah. Yeah. You know so what? for most people, that's what they think of. I this think. is inspiring me to get like to go to the ABC store uh, <laughs> and get like Bailey's and make like hot chocolate. Like yes. I want spiked hot chocolate. Yes, I'm here for a spike. And honestly, if you just have rum, that works too. Uh, okay. <laughs> that last year, <laughs> rum basically can go in anything. But um, but yes. And so you know, since I got my little. I'm trying to get my little adulting on me and Bay were decorating this weekend. And I was just like, I really need to get my, like one day I was like, so stressed at work. And I was like, I just started decorating the tree. <laughs> Cause I was like, I just need to get myself in the Christmas holiday spirit. Oh, and yes. just, you know, feel good about things. And so, yeah, like that's, that's really what's taking up a lot of my brain space for these last couple of weeks. And I'm excited to have people over and, see the decorations and just you know have a good time and 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 my little wall that I've been trying to to finish we're gonna finish that um tomorrow so yeah it's been nice which is what holidays are we celebrating this week December has really crashed and burned on like relationshipy type yeah um holidays however tis this season you can tie anything to relationships so I mentioned that then I were decorating um and one bit of our decorations was actually a wreath we got from like a little farm stand because I was like you know what I want to su- support like a small oh, business yeah. like a, some someone local instead of like going to Lowe's and getting one mm-hmm. um and so we have like a real wreath on the door technically it's so cute too technically so it's a mailbox like hugger uh-huh. is what it's called um oh, yeah. but I was like but I was like, this looks different and it's cute and it's full and it has a little pine cone. So I was like, wreath it is. It's going on the door. I don't care if it's supposed to go in the mailbox. So <laughs> we did get our wreath. Do y'all still have your wreath for National Wreath Day? <laughs> we have that fall one from last fall. Yes. But we recently took it down because our conversation from last week uh, inspired me, inspired us really to go get holiday decorations christmas decorations to be specific so uh-huh. we f- we went to the dollar tree because i'm like i'm not going to spend a lot of money on this yes. uh, so we bought some placemats we bought some like tinsel about oh my god shout out to dollar tree they have elves that are just various shades of brown and black yay are oh, y'all doing work. elf on a shelf Is that no what we just i just wanted a cute elf okay just a- <laughs> Put on the table. Um, on the but table. we bought this Got like it. little door decoration, just like the super cute Christmas tree. Just not, mm-hmm. I just, I think I, again, I just really have to dig deep into myself to decorate for the holidays. Sure. And I just not, I love going to other people's houses for the holidays and having them decorate or seeing them decorate. <laughs> Um, right. or seeing their decorated houses to be specific. Sure. Uh, don't know who decorates them, but yeah, I just, it just takes a lot for me to, yeah, I don't, again, I just like did not, did not do that. So listen, just... listen, no judgment from this here co-host, because when I tell you with every ornament I hung on the tree, I just kept thinking, 
oh, taking this shit down in January. It's going to be a pain That's in my why ass. I, like, yeah, yeah, I tell yeah, you, yeah. it took me and Bay like forever to like defluff or un- or refluff the tree because it's a new tree. Like it just was, I was like, okay, this took longer than I thought. So oh, yeah, we yeah. only just had a tree up for the longest because that shit took 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 everything out of us and so now it actually is dressed because it looked it looked cute at night because it's a pre-lit tree which i was like oh uh-huh. my gosh a, oh. like literally worth the money such a better upgrade than having a tree that you have to string the lights yourself um but yeah it's it's you know we're trying to get cute over here he rolls his eyes but he loves it like i you know he you can't tell me anything i know i know when love of the holiday spirit is in the air force or not <laughs> <laughs> Who is doing the forcing remains to be seen. Exactly, exactly. And so also, as far as national holidays go, I believe it is on the 16th of December is National Cover Anything in Chocolate Day. And I figure, you know, oh. maybe you could cover your partner, your lover. These yeah. are ideas that we're giving to you. All yes. Yes. And even for wreaths, you can place wreaths <laughs> on your partner. Maybe if they're all natural, you may just want to be careful about the pine needles yes, and the pine cones. Yes. yes, just be careful. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so nothing, nothing too major um, going into this holiday season, but I thought those were fun. And so I see here, Louise, you have some shout outs for the culture. Shout out, shout out, shout out. For the, culture. for the culture. So a couple of things, courting cuties, to put you on, as we always do. So um, we are going to start with Nicole Byer yes. of, uh, what's her show? Nailed It on Netflix. Nailed It, you, which I yeah. absolutely love that show. Yeah, <laughs> she has a bunch of different podcasts on. I really listen yeah. to Why Won't You Date Me? But she has a Netflix special that just recently came out on December 7th called Big Beautiful Weirdo. So I have not seen BBW. it yet. BBW. I have not seen it yet. I did see a very funny JK Rowling joke um, that I thought was hilarious. But yeah, Nicole Byer is really funny. Like, I really feel like she would be just a good person to like go and get drinks with or like get a coffee. Oh with. my gosh. Yeah. Like, I think like she, yeah. Like, I feel like there would be some dare that happens. Like, in the midst of the evening, yeah. like, and she's like doing something wild. <laughs> like that's just what I imagine. Um, but two quick comments. One, or yeah, two quick comments. One, do you know what a BBW is? Isn't it Brazilian butt lift? <laughs> so that's BBL. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a BBL. Sorry. Those letters are different, but that's uh, okay. BBW, is it beautiful <laughs> black woman? So it's not it's not specific to black women. It's just it's specific to big women. So big beautiful woman is uh, and so I keep saying I keep saying BBW one because Drake is like I like my right. BBW, but then he's talking about fucking Nicki Minaj. So that's a uh-huh. farce. See, like, and that's actual, why and that's why I assumed the word black was one of the B's because I've heard Drake <laughs> talk about it. Uh, but you know his baby mama is white, so like oh, you know, you're right. I, yeah, Ooh. I think he was very racially inclusive of his BBW. Gotcha. Um, but it's basically a category on porn site. And so, yeah. So like when you're looking for, you want to see a BBW, then you're looking for porn with women, with porn that features women um, who are big and beautiful. Yeah. And so, and so some people, some women in the plus community are very anti BBW. It doesn't surprise me that like Nicole is doing a riff off of it. I'm pro BBW 
um because it's a quick hashtag <laughs> oh yeah it means. like for the most part all the plus size all the plus size influencers I follow who like as they were getting started were hashtagging everything like I do and so you know BBW would slide in there but I I get because you know when thinking about fetishizing people and we're gonna talk about that a little mm-hmm. bit more later um I get why people would would be opposed to it but anyway and then two I forgot to say cuties or maybe I have before but I forgot to say today um Bay and I are almost done watching the um Harry Potter saga <laughs> I don't even know Chronicles I'm not really yes. sure Series, uh, fun fact, the series. I, series, thank you. I had never um, seen, read, barely heard. I'm not just kidding. I definitely heard. Does us, he like Harry Potter? Yeah, he's he's the one who's doing this. This is his oh. charge. Like he's like a super I'm, fan. No, I wouldn't say oh, he's okay. a super fan. He said he's seen the movies, like all of the movies, um, several times. But whenever I'm like, okay, what's the name of the second movie? Oh no. Okay, oh, you have gotcha, one okay. job. <laughs> Gotcha, gotcha. A light fan. A light fan. Yes. He's a he's a fan, a diet fan, if you will. And so like he knows, like after every movie, I have a list of questions because I'm like, does (laughs) it make sense? Does it make sense? So he's very good at that. So anyway, I just share that quickly to say that I too may understand the JK Rowling joke. So I'm looking forward to that. Sorry, uh, no, no, you're good. Next, we have a couple of insecure related stuff. Um, but Issa Rae was cast to voice Spider Woman in Ooh, the Spider-Man. Into the Spider Verse sequel, which is out October of next year, so October of 2022. Um, okay. Did you watch Into the Spider Verse? I don't even know. I was like Spider Woman. I don't even know what a Spider Verse is. <laughs> so that was the animated <laughs> one of the animated Spider Man movies. Or I think it's the oh, because you did say voice. recent, okay. yeah. So it's a recent animated Spider-Man movie, but it kind of broke ground in a couple of different ways. So it features Miles Morales, who is an Afro Latinx kid, I believe oh, from Harlem. Miles Morales. Vo- I don't maybe know. Maybe. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I don't know if maybe he voices. I don't. I don't know. I don't know who the voice actor is. But but it was oh. super awesome because oh. it was a black. What? That's a cartoon. That's a cartoon. I was like. I don't. You're talking about the actor voicing Miles <laughs> Morales? No. No, sorry. Never oh, you mind. Good. Disregard. You wow. I don't know. <laughs> no, you're okay. So yeah. So it was really awesome because it was like the first uh, black Afro Latinx Spider Man. So that at black and Afro Latinx Spider Man. Yeah. So that was really really dope. And I think uh, a lot of people really liked it. It was it was great. It was a wonderful movie. But I think also it did really well come award season. I forget when it came out, but it did really well come award season that year. And I think, you know, as always, the critics were like surprised. And I'm like, yeah, people of color want to see themselves and want to watch things that reflect them. (laughs) And so that's super dope. Like that, that is really dope. So I did so well that obviously they made a sequel. Yeah. So she is out here getting these coins. Um, On a similar note, Natasha Rothwell, Evie, uh, aka Kelly Prentice, or yeah, <laughs> Kelly, Kelly Prinny. Pre- Kelly, oh sorry, yeah, yeah, I do that too. I do yes. that too because Princess yes. Penny. Yes. I was like, anyway. this definitely is a combination of your. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> Kelly Prenny of Prenny's Perguntas. Uh, <laughs> <I> <laughs> the got actress who plays her, right? The actress <laughs> who plays her, Natasha Rothwell. Um, yes. There was a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful profile about her in the LA Times, where we Ooh. learn like how she was one of the first writers that was hired for Insecure. How she went, like she wanted to work in SNL, but kind of got passed up. 
Um, mm. And, but more importantly, which is so exciting is she has her own production company um, and she is, I think she's in a deal or what did I write? That she has a deal ongoing with ABC to do some, some Ooh, kind yes. of work in television shows, which is so funny. I mean, I think Natasha Rothwell, in addition to being a hilarious actress, is like such a good writer. And like you can tell oh, is so dedicated to her craft. And so if you have, if you're looking for something to read over the weekend, definitely check out the profile for LA Times. I also feel like, um, what's his name? Cutting it. Actor who plays Lawrence. He was also featured. Jay Ellis. Oh, Jay Ellis. Jay Ellis. I think he was also featured in the um, LA Times not that long ago either after Natasha Rothwell's profile. So that's super, super dope. So, yes, I mean, she she's a gem. And, you know, I I would love to know, like, which lines <laughs> were written by her. Like, I'm always curious. I'm like, oh, oh yeah. I wonder if this is something like she wrote. But you can tell that, like, her character, I have to believe that, like, she puts a lot of, like, her, like, comedic genius into yeah. Kelly as a character because she's just so funny. And I think she even... I was finally catching up, though I'm still two episodes behind now. But I was catching ooh, up. Oh, this most she, recent one is good. Is it? Okay, because I yeah. went through, like, the Molly, and I was like, that's so sad, um, with her mom in the hospital. Yeah. Um, but I think one of those was directed by Natasha yes. Rockwell. So yes. I just love seeing that, too. I'm like, damn, y'all are so multifaceted, talented-ass Blacks, and I'm yeah. inspired. So, well, yeah. and I don't know, um, this doesn't spoil anything, but they're going to release a insecure kind of documentary of sorts like uh really? kind of like to kick off the kick off the end of the series you know to show like oh, the impact like, oh. of it all the behind the scenes stuff yeah so i'm sure we'll get I it because it's five years which is so wild to believe yeah um and i feel like this is like a like i have as someone who consumes a lot of media i have a lot of things that i feel really drawn to and connected to that i'm like wow this helped shaped me and i remember oh where I was, you know, watching this. And so I feel like I really kind of grew up with Insecure in some ways, like just what they were dealing with in season one, what I was dealing with. And even in this season, what everyone's dealing with. It's, yeah, it's such relatable content. I can't remember, and this might be in my shout out for next week, but there was an article floating around about the impact, obviously the huge impact of Insecure. Um, And so I'll need to find it. I'm not going to misspeak on what it is, but... Yeah, shout out. I'm so excited. I mean, honestly, like, you know how there is, uh, how sometimes like series, television shows, fandoms, like they'll just release stuff for years and years to come. I hope there's a book. I hope there's a blanket. <laughs> I hope yes, there's a blanket. mug. I will buy <laughs> on, whatever. Because I, I want to know the behind the scenes stuff, right? Like, yes. I feel like... As I want a we got y'all shirt. I'm sorry, right. I want a we got y'all shirt. I I mean, like, I just want one of those like things. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, just, I I when you're oh, like a fan something of from something, the set. Or no, sorry. I just want mm-hmm. those things that like gives you like behind the scenes stuff. Like as a fan, you just have mm-hmm. a new appreciation when you find out. Oh, these this specific line Natasha Rothwell wrote and is like the most memorable. Yeah. It just adds a different appreciation yeah. to to something you already enjoy. So yeah, yes. I mean. Because I know at the first, during the first season, first or second season, so when Issa was at, Issa D, the character, was at We Got Y'all. I don't know if you ever knew this, Louise, but they had a website, or was it like a Twitter feed? Yes, I think it was a yes. website. Yeah. <laughs> that shit was so funny, and I just love that. And when I was watching Sunday, um, I, like, one of the little, like, blurbs before the show got started was like, and we're still looking for Latasha. And I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, yeah. I like, I love 
when, like you're saying, like you can. Oh, Latoya? You mean? I'm oh, sorry. Looking for Latoya. Yeah. No, you're yes. right. Because I said Toyota. Yes, you're right. <laughs> I love when it's like, here's the show that you can consume, but like, we're so dedicated to this craft and just so creative that we can like yeah. have offshoots and stuff and do, yeah. you know, podcasts and like just comedy and the shows within the, I love the shows within the show. Like I just, it's such a clever show. Like it's so like, it's witty and smart in a very comedic way. And I, yes, I very much appreciate it. And I think I was listening to another podcast the other day and they were talking about, um, what's a, the specific scene with like Nathan is, and his cousin and uh-huh. I I hadn't thought about it from like that speaker's perspective or that viewer's perspective but I was like oh and so to your point of like it's so influential in the culture I'm like oh well, yeah. damn like how many times do you see black men having this conversation about x y and z like mm-hmm. oh this mm-hmm. is this is important like I like because I obviously am coming from a different like frame right being a black woman but like I'm like no this is like these are the conversations that more of us should be having so like it's just it's so smart it's such a smart show so yeah yay um and this is kind of a little bit of old news and I just you know have put it on the list and keep forgetting about it but you might have heard about this already but there is this black fetus illustration that was going around um uh, a couple weeks ago by this illustrator who I believe is also like a doctor. Uh, just Google black fetus. But I'm just they, clicking on this. Yeah, but it was kind of really dope because um, I originally saw this on Lovey. I think she just goes by Lovey. Um, oh, Lovey's mm-hmm. Instagram. Uh, but just talked about how a lot of the commentary on social media was like how we don't see, like, you know, you when you think of illustrations of fetus or baby delivery it's like white bodies right it's uh, white sure, you, sure, you sure. don't see that you don't see people of color you don't see black or brown folks or even like sexual health anatomy right or like mm-hmm. diet you just see it's all white people and so I thought I'm gonna read mm-hmm. Lovey's quote because it was really poignant but it, it she said I haven't been able to stop thinking about this tweet and the illustration by I'm not gonna butcher your name sir um <laughs> Privilege is everywhere. White supremacy is in everything. I'm 36 and I've never seen pregnancy anatomy pictures with black women and black babies in utero. Imagine Mm -hmm. the fact that we imagine the fact that we that we aren't depicted in this form. That's the norm. White people get to be viewed as a default. Racism isn't just in violent cops. It's in the erasure of us from womb. Come on, love Speaking of eloquent blacks. Um, well, she's absolutely right. Because when you said like black fetus, I was like, oh no, like what is this? Is not be like something uh-huh, graphic, uh-huh. but you're literally talking about like educational type, like yeah. illustrations, yep. like things that just show what's happening. I thought he was gonna be like, okay, now we just found out that black babies are super awesome. <laughs> oh like, no, gotcha, but, gotcha. Um, yeah, yeah. So I just truly didn't know where that was going. But yeah, no, that's that's an excellent point because I guess. Truly, I mean, this is how white supremacy works, right? Like, I never really even thought about these, like, baby fetus pictures as, like, a racialized being, right? Like, I just, I was like, oh, have they always been white? Oh, damn. White really is the default. Because, like, I didn't even, I was like, weren't they? Yeah. So, wow. Okay. Look, you better be putting us on. Come on. We got to have our counter stories and our counter narrative somewhere. So, shout out to that. Um, it says on his uh, Instagram that he is a medical illustrator, medical student, and aspiring neurosurgeon. Um, so shout out to him. Wish I could pronounce your name, but definitely can't. 
So let's hurry on over here to our main <laughs> topic. Um, cuties, if you'll recall, last week, uh, we kind of started the conversation on interracial dating by mm-hmm. featuring or talking about these feature Blacks, essentially, um, in this New York Times article who were really struggling or I don't even know if maybe they were at the point where they knew it was a struggle. But anyway, they were trying to deal with being their real selves while dating non-white people. And I mean, the comments were super real and there's no judgment over here, though. I mean, honestly, Mm -hmm. it just was a little disappointing that like I think, like I said last week, sometimes we put ourselves in a box like but again, that's how white supremacy works and wants us to work. But um, I think this article that I found on prevention.com slash sex slash relationship slash a three four OC. I think this is such a great counter story to like relationship norms, right? Like mm-hmm. a hetero man, a hetero woman who are the same cis, et cetera. And when I tell you, she found all sorts of people. So shout out to Christine Forbes who um, wrote this article um, and it's entitled five interracial couples share advice on being in an interracial interracial relationship especially now and I was like ooh, because I mean on I'll be honest before me and spicy white started dating I was like in these trying times I cannot be bothered <laughs> with this white melanin like it's just it's a no-go um but you know I guess people have a way of evolving or whatever <laughs> so again uh, all it took is one conversation with Demona right Hoffman. I guess listening to a, like a dating and relationship expert was helpful or whatever and now I got this man but um but <laughs> it's still <laughs> but it still is interesting to think about what it means to be in an interracial relationship mm-hmm. and so what I'm gonna do is literally so basically each couple just gave like one piece of advice and so I'm gonna okay. go through those one by one and then we'll okay. just talk about those couples um or excuse me their advice and if you agree that it's good advice or if you have anything to add to it so mm-hmm. number one the first piece of advice came from E and Victor, who have been dating for two years. Um, they are queer. They're, yes, they both identify as queer and they're in a closed polyamorous relationship. E is 26 Korean American non binary pansexual. They, them. Victor is a 25 year old Mexican American cisgender man heterosexual he him. So their piece of advice, which is <laughs> what we touched on briefly earlier, was. Do not fetishize your partner. E considered Victor's dating history to be a potential red flag. Mm -hmm. Several of his exes were South Asian. Managing stereotypes when dating outside of your race is tricky. Um, There's a thin line between appreciating people from other cultures and fetishizing them. If someone is fixating on one aspect of your identity, you are probably being racially fetishized. So what are your thoughts on that experiences? Do you think that's good advice, et cetera? Yeah, I mean, definitely the dating history pattern, mm-hmm. um, I think, is a potential red flag. Um, mm-hmm. I think we I think we've kind of have talked about this. But yeah, I would I would be like wondering like, oh, wow, you are you only seemingly only seek out to form romantic relationships with you know, Mexicans or Mexican Americans, right? If we're talking mm-hmm. about myself, why mm-hmm. is that? Like, what? I don't know. I don't know. Um, 
And so I think for me, yeah, that's something that's like a potential red flag, like something to really think about, like why, why is this person only seeking out, seemingly only seeking out, and if not only seeking out, just forming relationships with those types of people. Um, Yeah, I I think think, when I, um, so like when, (laughs) when me and Spicy first started dating, I mean, it truly came to no, came as no surprise to, I think, either of us that both of us mostly dated folks who identified racially similar or identical to us, right? He's half white, so he's mostly dated white women. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so interesting because I think earlier on, as we were dating, he um, not felt some kind of way, but kind of, I, I think he felt, I'll say nervous, that like I was the very first he was mm. the very first non-black person or really the closest to a white person <laughs> that I've dated. Whereas I was taking more of this approach. I'm like, well, I'm not surprised that I'm the first black woman that you've dated. And I'm mm. totally fine with that <laughs> because yeah, 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 yeah. Like, what the fuck? Like, what would you mean you want to date a black woman? Yeah, like that would just be a problem. But I think if I sat over here and I was like, yeah, like I've only dated people closer to white. Like, I don't think he would have been he wouldn't have thought about it in the same way because he would have been like, oh, well, then like this isn't as new. This normal. For you. This yeah, yeah. It's as new, right? as new. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, nah, boo. But you know, we're <laughs> we are putting it together, making it work. I think those are the things that like make me think of fetishes. Like, mm-hmm. like you said, like what's that day dating relationship history? And I think for me as a black woman, like the hair thing. Yeah. Like, kind of the big ass but he's just always like actually he's always just been into bbw so <laughs> it was more that than like the black thing but anyway i also think i appreciate really quickly this aspect of if someone's fixated fixated on one aspect of your identity mm-hmm. then i think that is a really good indicator of being like racially fetishized right like i think mm-hmm. about different experiences that i've had where it's like that comes up within the first couple of minutes or they're like oh wow yes. i really like brown guys or oh wow brown guys are such or spanish you know mexicans are such smooth talkers we are thank you so much <laughs> uh, but you know like they, they make they, they make that as they a make single, it a point they make yeah. it a point right um and so to me yeah that's like wow this is like the only reason that i'm attracted to you exactly or sorry that i that you are attracted to me is well, because right, right. of my mm-hmm. yeah is because of like this very specific identity and i think just beyond the like initial interaction like if that's something that just comes up repeatedly some kind of message right in your relationship i'm like oh my god like there's so much more to me than just this one right. aspect right. of my identity, right? Like how would it look like if my partner every single day was like, oh my God, let's go do this. And, or, or did you see that? Like, I don't like, it's almost like. Like this specific is like, Mexican-American type culture Yeah, things. type things, mm-hmm. right? Like if ever, I was like, you're not, you're not, I don't know. That's, it almost feels like you're compensating or trying too hard, right? Well, definitely. Uh, yeah, I think maybe both of those things because when you said that, what that brought to mind was let me go back to through my college Rolodex and I'm thinking (laughs) about like so I'm in a black sorority right and Mm -hmm. you know for the majority of college I'm around black sorority members black fraternity members like you know we're friend groups and things like that and every now and then a white one would sneak in (laughs) 
Oh, wait, and, like a white woman would join the organization or? Yes. Would, well, okay. and truly, I shouldn't say like, I mean, there's plenty of white women in black, soror- plenty, asterisk, I don't know. There, there are white women in black sororities and there are white men in black fraternities. And that's who I'm actually talking about is the black, oh, okay. is the white men in black fraternities. Uh, because never will you ever see a more wigger like white <laughs> i have not heard that term in literally 15 years iconic ah! wow how was this brought back to 2005 honestly you're welcome <laughs> oh my god that hit my, that hit my spirit somewhere yeah. that's what i'm here for but yes like Truly, and you know, and you know what I mean. I, was like, I no know exactly word. what you mean. Oh my god, I don't know why that, <laughs> that's just so funny. <laughs> oh god, okay. That's, that's gonna, yeah. And so, like, truly, these will be the guys who get like the nickname of white chocolate. They, you know, they'd be uh, like honorarily black for whatever that means. Uh-huh. So, you know, more than likely, folks who are okay to say the N word, like super mm. too comfortable <laughs> with right. culture. Um, but like these would also be the white men who would like exclusively date black women. And I, you know, I am not a white man and I am not in a black fraternity, but I just, I'm like, hmm. what? Like, so I guess really this is a question. Like, Louise, you know what I'm talking Like, is that a fetish? Like, if you are basically Rachel Dolezal, you're white. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, but maybe, right? Like, you know, I mean, my hope would be that any of these white men joining any of these organizations are doing so because the organization aligns with their personal values, right? The org's values aligns with the personal values, not as a means to an end of having access to Black mm. women, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I thought of when you were asking me, like my my kind of thoughts and feedback. I didn't even think but about yeah, that, but yeah. yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Like I, I, my hope is, and because it, it's also like, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I do think about like people who grew up in predominantly like POC communities, mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. white person who like seemingly <laughs> was just around all these like, <laughs> POC, and you're like, <laughs> and they always come off immediately is offensive and then you learn and I'm like okay because I'm yeah. like I don't know what you're trying to do here like, yeah yeah it becomes like a lot and I'm like oh what's performance versus like what's exactly what's uh actual I that even authentic, just feels weird yeah. say authentic too so yeah yeah <laughs> so um shout out to all of you with- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know why <laughs> I think it's such a funny word I don't know why maybe that's what it is it just makes me giggle I'm like it's, it's <laughs> <great>. <laughs> just like that <laughs> anyway let us let- <laughs> oh I'm gonna go to bed tonight and I'm just gonna be like I was, gonna, I was just like laugh I'm gonna think uh, about the word I'm just gonna laugh yes. Okay, so the second couple here is Elise and Chuck who have been dating for five years. They're a um, cis-hetero couple in a closed monogamous relationship. Elise is 23. I was like, oh my gosh, where did they find these youths? Um, Elise is 23. She's a black woman, cisgender, heterosexual, she, her. Chuck is a white American, if that's his real name, um, cisgender man, heterosexual, he, him. And so- on the topic of establishing respect before you start dating, which I think this, I'm curious on your thoughts on this one. So they, to say a little more, um, they say starting their relation, or excuse me, starting their courtship by talking about police brutality was Elise's way of de- of detecting 
whether his worldview was rooted in the devaluation of other people. Once Elise knew that Chuck saw her as his equal, it was smooth sailing. And Elise said, you know, I would say that my politics are slightly more liberal than his, but not to the extent that we can't see where the other person is coming from. Um, and then they say that they've, you know, Chuck and Elise have apparently been teased about their relationship. Mm. They say bullying brought them closer together, um, but that's because they were able to support one another, blah, 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 blah. Humanity. So <laughs> um, I have thoughts, but what are your thoughts? Yeah, I like these kind of testers, right? Like bringing up oh, these topics and kind of seeing what someone responds. And then On kind the of like- date, Oh, yeah. Why not? <laughs> Just to kind of maybe and maybe there's a spectrum, right? Like maybe mm-hmm. police, police brutality is like, whoa, that's like too much to talk about on the first date. But like, why not like drop that and see how someone responds? There's this fantastic TikToker who I cannot remember their na- username, but I'm seeing all their videos in my head. But they're like, oh, my God, isn't this such a beautiful day? You know, the the roses are red. The sky is blue. What are your thoughts on Blue Lives Matter? Like, just like, <laughs> a, just, you know, like that kind of like, uh, yes! it's just so funny, you know, funny. like, yeah, just kind of just kind of the like dropping oh, of the bombs uh, and just seeing what someone's reaction is. Yeah. And so I do believe in these kind of like little tester things. I can't I wish I could remember. But with um my partner and I's first date, there was something that I snuck in just to kind of see, like, let me see how you react. I oh, honestly, interesting. And I, and I truly might have been, it wasn't a bit, maybe, I can't remember what it was, but I'm kind of thinking, I might have been like, ah, yes, white supremacy. <laughs> and just kind of seeing just what the reaction was. Yeah, I just, and I, and I wish I could remember, like, what the topic of conversation even was. But it was mm-hmm. something like that, right? Where, like, I dropped a little word and kind of just see would you, are you going to respond positively mm-hmm. or negatively? Are you going to kind of ignore it? Are you going to agree? Like yeah. what is going to be the the reaction? But I mean, I do, I, I will say like as someone who like has dated mostly white people, I do tend to be a little bit more on guard than mm-hmm. I was with POC, right? Like a little yeah. more on guard in the sense of like, anyway this this conversation could go left really quick <laughs> Hell all yeah. it would take is one thing to say so yeah so that that kind of i i do believe in this and i i i will say i think you know i don't know about you i don't know how you feel this way but i actually do really relate to like the quote from i believe it's elise who says like i would say that my politics are slightly more liberal and sure. I, and I, I would think Same. so i i i would kind of say that right um but it's not i think that's i think what's most interesting to me and i don't know what this says about my own identity development, but I think I would, I think in my brain, I maybe thought I would end up with someone who is exactly like me in many ways. And that included Mm. political leanings, Mm -hmm. but like, there's a wide variety. Like, yes, there's the whole liberal to conservative or yeah, liberal to conservative spectrum, but even Mm. amongst liberal people, there's a whole nother spectrum Mm -hmm. too. And so I think I just didn't really think about like, okay, what are the, like, you're not going to find someone who's, I don't even know what I am on the, but like, you know, if you take out the liberal, specific issues. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know like what type of liberal I am, but I know I'm mm-hmm. like not a moderate and not a, not a conservative, mm-hmm. but I don't know if my partner and I are, I don't think we are actually the same type of liberal, but we mm-hmm. are liberal, but right. What are the issues that we do need to be in agreement on? And what are mm-hmm. some things that we may, that we may differ on? Right. Um, but yes, yeah, so the next couple is 
I think it's Katie. I think it might be Kydie. I think it's Katie. Katie and Blair, who have been married for four years, who are queer and in a closed monogamous relationship. Katie is a white American woman, or excuse me, white American trans man, heterosexual, he, him. And Blair, 28, is a black American cisgender woman, pansexual. She, her. I love the spelling of these names. I oh, come on, like, I was like, Blair, B L A Y R, that is a first, <laughs> like, come mm-hmm. through. And so, um, this quote here, I, uh, okay, I'll just read the quote. I think this is from Katie, who is a trans man. Um, throughout our entire relationship, whether it was my transition or us being in an interracial relationship, or even when we first started dating being in a gay relationship there was so much of a learning curve for the both of us um and then they go on to say growth requires honesty with yourself and your partner I was ignorant in the I was ignorant in the sense that I didn't understand the difference between black lives matter and all lives matter says Katie I was very much one of those people that felt like it was an attack um after being quote randomly searched a few times while driving with his wife katie's worldview shifted Mm. so which ain't that a bitch when that has to happen but yeah what are your thoughts every critique is not an attack prepare Mm -hmm. to learn yeah i mean i i wish they went a little bit more deeper into kind of how that situation relates into that specific piece of advice i agree with it but i guess because i'm trying to it says that they are there's so much of a learning curve for the both of us i was ignorant but so i failed to i failed to see in their explanation where the critique was mm. oh I, anyway, well, you know what i mean isn't, yes because what i took what i'm taking from that or how i'm mm-hmm. interpreting that is they're saying well and like you're saying it's not a critique but i'm assuming that they thought they being katie thought uh-huh. that black lives matter was an attack on their white uh, life type thing like okay. they took it personally like what do you mean black lives matter gotcha Don't okay that, that's kind like, of yeah 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 that's where i think they were going yeah with that. oh I, th- I think critique. so i think so too right i mean even if you look at every critique is not an attack prepared to learn to me i think that also is rooted rooted in ego right so being mm-hmm. able to look past yourself to say where is this other person coming from how can i help them understand and also to be in a relationship like is is actively choosing someone day in and day out right Mm -hmm. and so being able to say this is my person I want them to learn I want them to understand where I'm coming from Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. and also I need to learn where they are coming from in this moment and it seems like uh what Katie did in that moment was yes this feels like an attack but also this is my partner so I want to learn where they're coming from so I, I need to i need to let go of what i not i like, need to let go i need to let i need to move past my own ego enough to be open mm-hmm. to hear this other side and i think that's very eloquently put although i guess maybe part of the reason why i put that last sentence in there was because i got the sense that katie was like well it was perhaps only after i realized mm-hmm. how much my last wife yeah got pulled over randomly that i was like oh huh racially targeting like racism exists and i i think but i think that's the reality for a lot of people too right like i think about like all these like racist grannies out here who uh, will more than likely the way the world is going have like at least half brown babies like all these white grannies and grandpas like Mm -hmm. 
it's going to take that white or excuse me, that half black or whatever baby for them to be like, oh, hmm, I see humanity here. And maybe this means something bigger. Right. Like I was planning on being racist my whole life. And now yeah. Adam brought me this half black baby and I don't know what to do. I guess I got to love it. And maybe the mama or daddy or whatever. Aww. So our fourth couple is Lorenzo and Doyon. Um, they've been dating for seven months. They um, are queer and they're in an open polyamorous relationship. Lorenzo is multiracial, black tie and white and okay. is a cisgender queer man. He, him. And Doyon is a Korean, excuse me, Korean Excuse me, Do Young is a Korean American cisgender man, queer he him. And so the piece of advice that Lorenzo and Do Young have is to be open to new experiences. Do Young has previously dated, had previously dated other people um, who were outside of his race, but Lorenzo, on the other hand, didn't have as much relationship experience. And this was a quote from Lorenzo. He said, being new to and exploring polyamory, mm -hmm. a challenge for me is getting over jealousy. To yeah. adjust, he's had to open, be open to new experiences. It's tough, especially in, in a culture that teaches us to express love through possession. The idea of being exposed to Do Young's prejudice, prejudice relatives is daunting to Jo Young. Do Young, because he doesn't know how his parents will feel about interracial dating because he's never brought anyone home. To have successful interracial relationships, you must be open to new challenges and experiences. So that was like, I pulled just like random sentences because theirs was a little bit more random. And so there, there's a couple of things here. So Lorenzo is in his, it sounds like he's in his first polyamorous relationship. And then even though Do Young has been in polyamorous relationships or has identified as polyamorous um he's basically has racist parents who he doesn't know if they're gonna like be okay with his thai black and white boyfriend Ugh. um and yeah and so yeah. <laughs> which is yeah always scary i'm like is that an, and so when when it says here be open to new relationships or be open to well be new open experience. to new experiences i'm like is the new experience going to meet your racist boyfriend <laughs> like i don't know i kind of or interpreted the polyamory the being open to like polyamory okay. and kind of pushing on this like uh these like certain notions around what it means to be in a relationship mm -hmm. and i think i mean we've talked about this ac across some different episodes of i mean there's so things aren't as black and white in the world right like yes, our idea of uh, our idea, oh yeah, um, <laughs> our idea of like attraction, our idea of relationship structures, our ideas yep. around marriage, like mm -hmm. so many things on this world. Some of them were were built with certain benefits, right? So the institution of marriage is benefit is beneficial taxes wise, but right? Being in a relationship and not married also has its benefits, as we'll probably talk about in season five. How expensive it is to be single. Um, <laughs> six. We are currently in season five. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think that's kind of it too. I don't know. I, I will say as someone who I think thinks of themselves as pretty, I'm going to say sometimes vanilla, but maybe just also regular degular of like, I just want, you know, the American dream, the, you know, <laughs> Come on, the gay, the gay American dream of, yeah. <laughs> of, you know, a husband, a house, a fence, 2.2 kids, um, and 
two cats you know that's the gay yes. american dream okay. i think sometimes sometimes it can it can i can imagine it can be difficult to fall to for me i would probably have a little bit harder time opening to some of those new experiences because of this like certain vision I have of how oh, my life mm-hmm. should I be. I see what you're saying. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would love to, I really would love to not, I, I, sorry, I would love to have someone on the podcast next season who is like a queer person of color and like in a polyamorous relationship or like yes. a person of color. Because I do think this point of, I know quite quite a bit of people who are in poly relationships or have open marriages, and I'm like, oh my god, how do you do you really the jealousy? Mm, maybe like two or three. Maybe it's not as well, much as I think. I mean, that's wait, <laughs> that's more than me. I, I yeah. don't think I know any. So yeah, yeah. So I know I know a couple of folks um, who who are in who are currently in one or have who have been in uh, who are in like those types of relationships. Yeah, um, and I I think I would be exactly like uh Lorenzo mm-hmm. about like how to how to how to get over jealousy and I think when you are exploring challenges or when you are exploring new things again you're encountering your ego and your perception of things mm-hmm. um but you know yeah what would you say is um one new experience that you've been or had to have been open to <laughs> in your current relationship oh my god I would say mostly stuff with like uh sexual acts if that makes sense i'm like Ooh. oh which i think probably is like low level for some but i'm like oh we can do this i was like oh how fun yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> how delightful <laughs> how delightful i like I, yeah i was just like i would say probably that more than anything i mean i think so much of my growth in my relationship and the new experiences that i have encountered have been more like self-revelatory than maybe anything um Mm -hmm. and really and actually some of the things that they talked about here like how to be um how to be uh like not every criticism is an attack Mm -hmm. um I think I've also had I would say my maybe my actually to directly answer your question my new challenge is communication (laughs) (laughs) that is uh a scary thing that I'm going through and Mm -hmm. how to best communicate because I don't have I mean I think I knew this for a while I don't always have the greatest communication style and so Mm -hmm. that is something that's new for me to encounter but yeah. yeah, I I will say I I really appreciate having you in my life for a host of reasons. But one of the reasons is I think you are so adventurous in so many different ways. And I'm like, I want to be more like Chatrice and so adventurous. But like, how do you get over that? Like, hum- <laughs> how do you get over the hump, uh, you know, in trying some new things? I'm like, no, that's that's real. And I think I appreciate you like naming like, yeah, like this might be something for someone. But like for me, it's an experience. And like if I'm thinking of the, like the most kind of like regular, also regular experience, I'm like, child, the number of like movies I have consumed. I just told you at the top of the episode, I've been watching Harry Potter. I'm like, you know, generally speaking, that is something that, you know, as a single woman, I would have never needed to do <laughs> or wanted to do. <laughs> I to do but now I'm over here like come on Hermione and Ron like stop bullshitting and get together like I'm in get to kissing. like you know like this is because you know it's just it's something that hadn't been a part of my cultural I guess upbringing or experience but yeah. I can appreciate it from him and I think I don't know I think just in some of our conversations I'm like sometimes I have to stop because I'm like I feel so strong in my own convictions and I'm like okay yeah. 
I probably need to offer space for someone who's bringing a completely different perspective, even though I'm still very much correct. Like there are <laughs> like, let us not get that. Let's not forget who is right. Right. Um, but I'm like, okay, there's space for multiple truths and multiple realities yeah. to exist. And so I think that's like a new experience that and I, like, I've had it, but like, this has been obviously like the most extensive of that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, I think it's honestly been good for like just growth. And just, again, humanity has been a word that's just been sticking with me these last like yeah. weeks here. And so that, I guess, well, I've appreciated. and I think too, right. Like, I also think even, I think a through line throughout some of these tips. And I think in what you just shared and what I shared, you also need to feel safe enough to even explore the possibility to be that Mm -hmm. vulnerable. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, you've talked about this, like how much you have grown in your relationship, like the new things that you are kind of being pushed in a good way, like being pushed on and challenged on. But for me, like I see your willingness to even engage in that discomfort because you feel like safe enough to be vulnerable Mm. enough to have that. Whereas like, depending on the type of relationship you are, you may not feel safe enough. Right. So like for me, I feel like I can be going back to like, or staying in this tip, like I, I feel okay being much more like sexually adventurous with the partner that I really have gotten to know and trust. And like, Mm -hmm. I know that provides me that safety. Whereas I, for me, that is important. Some people caution to the wind i'm gonna just do whatever the fuck i want with whomever i want and i love that for them that is just not (laughs) me as someone who overthinks stuff as someone who like constantly is negotiating their body with themselves like it takes a lot for me to feel safe so um and so our final couple for this evening is Ben and Dandelion. They have been engaged for a year they're in a queer closed monogamous relationship Ben is 24, Bangladeshi, and a trans man who is sexually fluid, he, him pronouns. Dandelion is a Kenyan Masi, I hope I'm saying that right, so Black, if, you know, visually, uh, non-binary, demisexual, they, them. So, when Ben first smiled at Dandelion, they were wearing a shirt that read, pro-Black, pro-queer, and pro-ho. In a way, love that. <laughs> yes, I'm like, where's the shirt at? <laughs> in a way, that interaction epitomized the couple's confrontational approach to uh, protecting their partners. They both have immigrant backgrounds. Um, and Ben says Asian immigrants tend to espouse very anti Black rhetoric because of the desire to be white as a source of power, or I'd say, like, at least some proximity. Mm-hmm. Um, Dandelion acknowledges their mother's transphobia. Um, After meeting Ben, Dandelion's mother said, you know, at least he's good looking. Um, And so if someone says something in my family that's anti-Black, be comfortable with the idea of having an uncomfortable discussion, Ben said. Challenging microaggressions in public as they happen is key. If I do it privately and they're not embarrassed, they won't take it as seriously. And I was like, hey, I... I'm not yeah. mad at it, Ben. Like, you are taking a stance. And I mean, whatever their kind of feelings are, mm-hmm. they're being like the person who's going to get called out is really not my responsibility. So, like, if you feel embarrassed, that's not necessarily, I don't think that's necessarily where I would ever be coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, but if that's how you feel, that's how you feel. But it's like your feeling of embarrassment of doing or saying this thing that was ill natured and tacky and below the bell. Mm-hmm 
doesn't compare to how you made someone feel with the ill nature, tacky below the belt comment. So I don't have as much empathy in those moments anyway, but yeah, move straight to the point. I can appreciate that. <laughs> I also think it's so interesting. I guess I have not thought about how, like, I have not thought about how often, like, for folks in interracial relationships who have when one person being a person of color the other partner being white like Mm -hmm. how they are going to have to yes stand up but like how often they're going to have to like Mm -hmm. we're not gonna have to stand up for our white partners Mm -hmm. in the same way and probably as often right like i mean yes people can say stuff to them that might be rooted in um like toxic masculinity or i don't know like internalized femphobe like i mean yes there's some things that some someone could probably say that's sure. some prejudices but like to this is a different extent i'm not gonna say it's worse but like this is this is something different right like the yeah. racism and the transphobia like when it happens particularly the racism like that's i don't want to say that's gonna more frequently happen but that that's going to happen well, it's a visual frequently. like uh cue right like right. People can start, people will start making their own assumptions, turning those Mm -hmm. wheels, spinning and say, God only knows what. Yeah. And, Mm -hmm. and I, I feel like (laughs) you said this like just throughout various episodes of like, you know, it's only going to take one person to say one thing. And my kind of comment to spicy white is like, you have to be ready. Like you yeah. You are dating me. Me as a black woman. <laughs> me as a black woman. Jesus, I'm a black woman, and you have to be ready to defend me if some shit pops off. And that obviously covers like a myriad of instances, I suppose. Though hopefully we won't be getting into too much drama <laughs> going into 2022. But like, yeah, like if someone says something racist or offhand, I need you to be like fully aware of like how problematic it is ready to call it out like ready to like leave bring comfort like that that's just the responsibility I think that comes with dating me Mm -hmm. and I would say for any white person dating a person of color that is the responsibility that comes along with it and if you're not ready and I know I've like met or like you know heard of or, or even seen on tv some interracial couples who like so are not ready to be that for each other um and that is that is unfortunate. And, you know, like Remy Ma, not Remy Ma, but Remy <laughs> from last week, like if you're dating a person of color who hasn't even come into their own racial identity, yeah. I, I don't know exactly what that looks like, but it, I mean, it is more than likely bound to happen at some point. Like, I don't think, I don't, I don't know of any person of color who has ever made it to their deathbed being like, I don't see race like you know like if they like die when they're 80 or something like right I think at some point you have that encounter in in white partners and sticks with you and privileged partners have to have to acknowledge that and so I'm very glad that at a bare minimum me and spicy white like there wasn't any like um color blindness that was like the base of like our understanding like we were way past that I mean part of it is like he's half Mexican so there's that too but um but yeah I don't yeah what are your your thoughts I think I think too what it's so funny every time you call spicy white spicy white I'm like should I call mine white white I don't know (laughs) (laughs) um uh white Uh, yes the white um (laughs) yeah no I mean I think even I think further extending it I also come back to something you shared a couple weeks ago about how like 
being able to address race is important to me. And it's also going to be important if we were to ever have children or if we were to adopt, like you need to at bare minimum, you need to be able to address it with me. It's going to be uncomfortable, but like, my God, like, don't you care (laughs) enough about me to exactly to want to address things. And for me to be, for me to be comfortable, like I think Mm -hmm. for me, I am trying to, navigate it's just it's so fucking tough being like a non-binary person because it's like sure. every space I enter you non-binary gender queer whatever I am these days um but it's it's tough because I'm like I I know any space I enter I am going to be like misgendered or mispronounced and sure. it's like so tough to do that um and I actually have appreciated um a couple of <laughs> I was gonna say white, white, a couple of uh, white, white uh, 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 partners, <laughs> friends who have just asked me straight up, like, hey, what are your pronouns? Like, okay, and I really, yes, really did that. I, and you know, and I and I didn't, and I have not asked um, uh, uh, Bay about, like, oh, did you mention to that before? Did you mention to them before? Mm-hmm. Did they like see you? role role model use like my pronouns mm-hmm. and they just wanted to make sure like mm-hmm. or do they do this all the time like I don't know but it felt yeah. I was like oh these are cool. and these are like two straight dudes I'm like oh, I was not expecting yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Okay. I was like okay. I was like okay all right cool like you know all right like y- y'all are cool it. right and and I, sure. and I do and I appreciate that right like I yeah. appreciate that I also really appreciate um like when I have, and I think you, you've been this friend, um, but I appreciate uh, friends who, the close friends that I have in my life who like literally vet their partners around their, I need to stop doing that, who vet their partners around <laughs> queer inclusivity, right? Like, do you like mm-hmm. the LGBTQ mm-hmm. people or not? Like, and if mm-hmm. not, that's going to be a serious thing that I think about um, if I pursue this relationship with you. And I'm like, I appreciate that, right? Because I'm like, I like, I don't know if a really close friend of mine had a partner who was like, hella anti-queer I'm like okay well uh, we probably are not going to be friends anymore like that's awkward like why would I yeah so I guess it has happened one time and I was just like no we're good we're good overall I think these couples had some really good advice and I really want to know where does she like this is just such this is like the widest most diverse group of like couples like in one article i've yeah. ever seen and i so can we invite miss christina on oh my gosh yes girl oh, are christine, you i'm sorry christine miss forbes um madam forbes let me not misgender you though um christine black woman according to your photo here <laughs> excellent um please come on the show one day and we'll find you and hopefully um reach out because i'm sure she's probably written like similar things like right i'd be curious this. to see her other stuff yeah yeah um but yeah louise what are you what are your takeaways for this here episode what are you leaving Um, thinking about yeah i think in particular i'm leaving thinking about how to stand up for your partner right addressing Mm -hmm. like the racism the any kind of direct bias that that your partner may experience um I'm leaving thinking about that, like what that is really important for folks in an interracial relationship um, to really be thinking about and really be aware about. And -hmm. I come back to this piece and I guess I've never really thought about my own ego as much until this conversation of just how like, you know, every attack is not 
a personal attack or every disagreement is not an attack on you, mm-hmm. right? That you mm-hmm. are going to have disagreements. And I think really related to that, and it's a thought that I've had and never really articulated, which was the, which, which was like, I previously, previously said, like, I don't know why, but I guess I thought I would date someone who like just aligned with me in so many different ways, yeah. and including like political leanings and stuff like that. And we're going like, to put not a mirror it. up to you and right. But, and I was like, Oh, and I was like, Oh, I don't want to date myself. I'm yeah. boring. Uh, I'm not boring. <laughs> no. I'm fantastic. But, but, you know, I guess I didn't really think about how I would date someone who would be different. Like, it's also weird, maybe not weird, mm-hmm. but people are different, right? Even <laughs> people are different. So I just- People are really different. That, Absolutely. That is a hardcore fact. And um, I'll be honest on that note. Sometimes I'm like, is different a red flag? Like, is it mm-hmm. like, I feel like, especially when me and Spicy White first started dating, like we just, I mean, is it so easy to like, well, maybe not so easy. Like, we're just two very different people, very different experiences, worldviews, and things like that. And so, right. like, you see those things right away, right? It's like, ooh, I love to do this. To this to, ooh, I love to do this. Oh, well, I like to do that. Or we can do this. But, uh, like, you know, you see it really easily. And I'm like, mm, does that mean this won't work? Like, there has yeah. to be, like, something that connects us, even though some dating experts would say you don't have to have com- uh, common hobbies and things like that. But yeah. um, regardless, I think Demona might have talked about that. Actually, yeah, yeah. I think it was, I, think it was yeah. Demona, but I can't remember. Um, but yeah, I think at this point, like as we're kind of moving along, it's like, oh, but difference means that we get to expose each other to like different mm-hmm. things and like broaden the others like horizon and worldview and so and I think this is all the shit that they talk about in like all those diversity manuals that like, <laughs> no diversity is a good thing for many reasons and this is one of them um and so yeah like I I agree with you Louise everyone is different so Louise I'm actually <laughs> what I'm actually taking away is um I'm left thinking about what you said about being someone's partner and like mm, choosing them no and oh. being <laughs> disagreement <laughs> yes. see yeah it, and we just it works it's fine we're still friends um but being someone's partner and because of your care for them wanting them wow. to learn right and so like because i think sometimes like as poc we're like you know look we're done educating white folks we're done doing this that and the third like it's exhausting like you have to do it on your own wow and even though i agree with that, right? Like white people have to be responsible to some extent for their own knowledge of racial, social justice and things like that. But I'm like, this is my partner. And I like, I do want to like have some of these walks alongside him, if you will, some of these, you know, things that we're learning and it doesn't, it doesn't feel taxing. I think that's one thing I, I was always maybe worried about in like doing interracial dating is like, I'm not trying to like have to like explain this, that, and the third, like, every every five seconds but it doesn't that doesn't happen um and I think there's sometimes really funny moments when I'm saying something that's hella black <laughs> like I'm just like because I'm black like I whatever <laughs> and because something like it happened last night and I was like oh who are you telling and he was like I'm telling you and I was like oh no babe that's like <laughs> I was like that's an expression I'm saying I'm agreeing with you but like <laughs> that you thought I was asking you this question yeah. it's like little moments like that are just like really funny and I think you know I'm gonna lean into those more going into 2022 mm. um but yeah but before we do that we will wrap for this episode and Louise I think next week will be our final episode for season uh, five yes we're gonna talk about this movie called love 
hard. <laughs> Love hard. But anyway, um, in the meantime, in between time, be sure to keep it cute and court with confidence, cuties. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> hey, courting cuties. Thanks for listening to another episode of Courting in Color. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Court in Color. That's C-O-U-R-T-N-C-O-L-O-R. Or head on over to our website at courtingincolor.com. That's courtingincolor.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Court dismissed. Bye. Bye. Work. Both.